interrogated towns too many years Years that I won't get back And I swear I done said too many tears For niggas that I won't get back Yeah, I got niggas in the graveyard Niggas in the stadiums I swear now the day goes by That I don't think about the times I wish that I could rewind Cause I done gave the towns too Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. It definitely means a lot to me. This was probably one of the most exciting and eventful week ones in the NFL that I've seen. we've seen in a while. Uh, from multiple games finishing under one or finishing within three points or more couple games finishing uh, <laughs> we had a tie this has been the most one of the most eventful and eye-opening week ones that we've ever seen now again you can't take a lot out of week one you don't want to overreact but there are some things that we should talk about now i'm going to break down each game uh <laughs> i'm going to break down what we saw let's say that Let's first start with the Saints and Falcons. <sighs> one thing, the, the so a theme in this in this in, in week one was a lot of teams didn't play their full rosters. Most teams don't play their full rosters in the in the all, in the preseason, and it showed. Uh, you saw it but going back to Thursday night. You saw it with the Rams and the Bills. The Rams just didn't look. Didn't look prepared, didn't look ready. None of their starters played the preseason. So it didn't look cohesive. The same thing can be said for the Saints. Now, the Saints didn't play a lot of their starters for obvious reasons. I mean, uh, Jameis Winston is was recovering from ACL injury. Of course, Michael Thomas and his injury history. So the offense looked like it got off to a slow start actually it didn't look like the offense got off to a slow start the falcons kind of jumped on him early but because the falcons aren't a good team and you saw as the game progressed you saw Jameis winston starting to get into it uh michael thomas i think he had two touchdowns chris olave was good it, it just jarvis landry had a had had a couple big catches Taysom hill apparently they moved him to tight end <laughs> he's you just saw the, the 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 wheels churning for the Saints. The defense is something that was a little question. I was I was shocked of how bad they looked until the end. So I do think I'm not gonna take. Of course, you can't. There will be a little overreaction, but you can't. You try not to overreact to Week One. But I do want to see what the Saints look like moving forward. I mean, you have the you have the Bucks next week and. You know, but the Saints did beat the Falcons twenty-seven to twenty-six. Will Lutz hit a hit a game-winning or no, a game-winning field goal? Yeah, and then uh, the 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 Atlanta Falcons quarter or kicker had a chance and he got blocked. So Saints won twenty-seven to twenty-six. <laughs> one of the one of the biggest or most anticipated games were the Browns against the Panthers due to, of course, Baker Mayfield playing his old team. And it went exactly how I thought it would go. 
again, you don't know what you're going to get from Baker Mayfield. You never know what you're going to get from Baker Mayfield. And he didn't look good. Now, he didn't look good for about 40, like, uh, until the end of the, like, close to the end of the fourth quarter. He did not look good at all. He had interceptions. He was late on throws. He didn't look good. And ultimately, the Browns did win 26 to 24, but... That's one of the biggest reasons why the Browns were were trying so hard to get a Deshaun Watson because you don't know what you're going to get out of Baker Mayfield and when and when you have a good team like the Browns have. I mean, Miles Garrett was everywhere in the game. You don't have time to to allow your quarterback to get it right, especially if he's the number one overall pick, and especially if this is what year four or five for him. Um, but again. The Browns did win twenty six to twenty four, and exactly what I thought would happen is what happened. Baker Mayfield was inconsistent. Bada bing, bada boom. That's just that's just what happened. So uh, moving forward, I don't. This is the, the Panthers are a good team. The Panthers have have talent. Ever Christian McCaffrey finally looked healthy. Uh, this is a good team. It's just you never know what you're gonna get when you get when you have Baker Mayfield. You don't know, and that is something. That's why I I can't really dive deep and go all in when we talk about the Panthers at least making even making the playoffs because you don't know. You do not know. So the Browns beat the Panthers twenty six to twenty four. Oh, and Jacoby Brissett, bro. Ugh. Now. You're a backup for a reason. Let's say that. People are backups for a reason. People are backups because usually they're not good enough to be starters for long periods of time. Backups are really to just keep keep the ship afloat while the starter is out or, you know, if, the, if they're up big, you just put the backup in. That's what the backup is. And... I know that Jacoby Brissett is considered one of the best backups in the league. But time and time again, Jacoby Brissett shows you why he is a backup. Yo, he looked horrible. The whole Browns and Panthers game in general was not good. Like, Christian McCaffrey looked healthy, but he didn't really look good until the second half. I don't know. I mean, Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb, they didn't do much. I know Kareem Hunt scored, but they didn't do much. It's, Donovan Peoples-Jones did have a big catch, but no, none of these teams really looked good, and except for Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett did look good. And Jacoby Brissett just looked horrible, man. He looked... He looked timid. He looked like he he was late on a lot of reads. Uh, he overthrew a lot of passes. He underthrew a lot of passes. He just didn't look good. And all I can think of when I was watching this is like, you know what? He is a backup. And this is a prime reason why he's a backup. Prime. Prime reason. So, but yeah. He did get he did go up with a win or go out with a win. So they're one and oh. And bada bing, bada boom. Now you have the 49ers and Bears. The Bears beat the 49ers 19 to 10. Now, you don't, again, and I, I'm going to say this a lot, you don't want to overreact to week one. But a lot of question marks and a lot of concerns that 
the 49ers had a lot of concerns that that we as fans and and I guess people in this media world had we saw and that is so Trey Lance in the last like 2 3 years has only started for 3 games 3 and because of that and 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 shouts out to you know Shannon Sharp and a whole bunch of people that said this He's not it you it takes time it takes reps to get be on that NFL level and an elite NFL level. Nobody's saying that Trey Lance is not a good or isn't an NFL talent. Nobody's saying that Trey Lance won't end up being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He could. But the questions and the concerns that we had going into the game is what we saw. Now, if you're the 49ers and you're Trey Lance, you can chalk it up to, well, it was a monsoon. The fields, the field conditions weren't that good. It was raining. It was wind everywhere. It was it was puddles and puddles of rain on the field. It wasn't ideal to play football. Actually, let's say it wasn't the best conditions to play football. But then somebody can go, well, the Bears played had the same thing. Justin Fields played on the same exact field and ultimately got the win. It was an ugly game all around, but you saw game one exactly why. <laughs> exactly why Jimmy G is still on this team. I'm 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 a little conflicted too. Because on one hand, and I'm hearing a lot of people saying they don't think that Jimmy G, or they don't think that Trey Lance is going to end the season as a starting quarterback. I And I understand why. This is a great team. This is a team that, honestly, if you really look at the rosters, is one of, if not the best roster in the NFC. It's just the quarterback position. And when you have a coach like Kyle Shanahan, and when you have a team this good, you don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste it on trying to develop a, a, a quarterback, especially when, again, George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk. You don't want to waste that. So I understand, and and if, if Trey Lance doesn't get it together and if Trey Lance still continues to struggle, I understand benching him. But then I also understand the, the thinking of, well, you have to let this play out. You You can't. You can't stunt somebody's growth by putting them on the bench just for an immediate success. Because honestly, we know what Jimmy G is. And we also we understand that if Jimmy G is your starting quarterback, he'll win you games. But will he win you the big games? And I understand he got you to the Super Bowl. And they were a throw away from pretty much sealing the deal and winning it. However, they were a throw away that Jimmy G did not make. And honestly, they didn't look good. I mean, yes, they beat the the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs at Green Bay in the snow below zero, but that was an ugly game, and you saw what happened against the 49ers. So all I'm saying is I don't have the answer, Sway. <laughs> I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do. I don't know if you should bench him or not. I think it depends on just how bad he looks or how good he looks. 
because maybe you get to a point where you don't have to bench him. But if he looks terrible, then yeah, I would consider you don't want to waste this season. And this is all off one week. Let's just say that this is all off one week, and I just we need to see moving forward what what Trey Lance looks like. But I will say that this is a game that even though the conditions weren't the best, this game against the Bears is a game that you should have won. Uh, the Bears are not a good team. I'll just be real with you. The Bears are not a good team. This this is a team. This is a game that you should have won. So you didn't. The Bears won nineteen to ten. Moving forward, don't want to overreact, but, you know. The Steelers beat the Bengals 23-20. to This was the absolute worst game of Joe Burrow's career, both college, I think, and NFL. He threw four interceptions, I think five total turnovers, maybe five interceptions. But he, I know the team had like five total turnovers, and I think he threw like four interceptions. And even with all that, they were able to push it, to send it to overtime. Uh, Jamar Chase got the game-tying touchdown, and, of course, the kick was missed or blocked. And then they missed a, bu- they missed a kick because the laces, they didn't get the laces right. They missed the kick in overtime, and then the Steelers ultimately won. Chris Boswell hit a hit a you know, game-winning field goal. Leaving this game, I feel better. I I actually feel better about the Bengals than I did going into it. Because this is, and now I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's more of a referendum to the Steelers or am I just being naive to the Bengals? Because the Steelers didn't look good at all towards the end of the game. I mean, Mr. Trubisky looked like the Mr. Trubisky that was in Chicago. It just wasn't a pretty game. Minka Fitzpatrick was great. Like, he, he was great. And T.J. Watt. Let's first, I, I, I hope. So, T.J. Watt, it looks like, I mean, T.J. Watt has a torn pectoral muscle. Um, and I think he's seeking a second opinion. It's either if he has surgery, it's going to be season ending. He may not have to have surgery, and I think he'll be out for at least six weeks. Um, I don't know. I, I hope the best. I hope that you, you know, I, I want everyone to get be on the field or be playing in their respective sport. And losing T.J. Watt is going, no matter for, for a, no matter period of time, it's going to be huge. I know it's a lot of this is an offensive league, but when you lose your best player, whether that's on the offense or defense, that is a huge blow to a team, especially a team that has a lot of questions at the at the quarterback position that the Steelers do. And there's not there's there's not a lot to like about the Steelers offense when you talk about the quarterback, when you talk about the poor offensive line. Uh, Najee Harris got hurt, but he's supposed to be. I think the MRI was negative, so he should be good for game two. But with the offensive line being how it is, it's hard for Najee Harris to get off. Um, so your best unit and your best player need to be healthy. And Minka Fitzpatrick was good, but 
losing TJ Watt is huge. Huge. That's like that's like the Rams losing Aaron Donald. That's like the the Browns losing Miles Garrett. That's it's it's incredibly huge. That's that is such a a, a hole in your defense, which ultimately means there's a hole in your team. Now, I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I after watching Game One, I am almost sure that probably by week or four, week of week or four, week three or four, if. Mr. Trubisky continues to play like he did week one. Oh, we're going to see Kenny Pickett very soon. Now, yes, I understand he's one and oh, but <laughs> special teams and defense won the game for the Steelers. I know Johnson had that incredible one-handed catch, but yo, Mr. Bisky overthrew somebody so bad one time, I thought he was throwing the ball away. In crunch time. And the offensive, I mean, he was, yeah. yeah. And, and and the one of the biggest reasons why I say I feel better about the Bengals than I did before going into the game is, again, this was the worst that the bank, that Joe Burrow has ever played. The worst. He, he wasn't trusting his eyes. He was forcing passes. Uh, the offensive. I am a little concerned about the offensive line. Now I know that the offensive line was the biggest problem last year, and they did a lot in the offseason to address that. You know, getting getting top players, getting key players, and the offensive line looked exactly what it looked like last year. Now again, week one. I'm just gonna chalk it up to week one. But if that continues, then there's some major problems. But Joe Burrow. <laughs> no, the only like it just it the offensive line looked horrible and nothing really looked good for the 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 Bengals until the fourth quarter and they only lost by three points and they lost because they had a a blocked field goal and they missed a field goal or a block extra point and they missed a field goal in overtime because it was a it was a high it was a high snap. And the holder had was was the laces were facing the kicker, which you're not supposed to do. So even with all that, even Joe Burrow playing as bad as he played, they still only lost by three points. Now, it's I do think that and, and no offense to the Steelers, but I do think that, you know, that is the you did play the worst team in the division. It's just going to get – I do want to see what happens next week when I think they play the Cowboys. Um, but we'll talk about the Cowboys in a second. But, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel I, – I don't – I feel better about the Bengals now than I did going into the game. So, even after a loss. The Eagles beat the Lions 38-35. to 35, And this – this game proved two things to me. This game proved that, yeah, the Eagles are for real. I, now, I was very, and I've been very vocal about this, very uh, skeptical when we talk about Jalen Hurts and his passing ability. Not saying he can't pass the ball, but, you know, I was I, I wanted to see what, what he looked like. You know what I'm saying? I didn't trust it. I, again, I got the playoffs in my head, and I remember what he looked like against the Bucks, and he didn't look good having to pass the ball. They got destroyed. So I was saying, 
I don't know how far this Eagle team is going to go because – or if they have to depend on Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. One thing that I did not take into account. Now, I've said this, but I didn't really put merit to it, and that is having a number one receiver. Shouts out to a 1,000 Jumpers podcast when they came on and we talked about the NFC East, and they, they made that a point, that there is something to be said about having a number one receiver. I mean, you see what Josh Allen looks like with Stephon Diggs. You see Kyler Murray, what he looks like with and without DeAndre Hopkins. You see... Hell, we'll talk about Green Bay in a second. You see what Aaron Rodgers looks like with De- DeAndre, with and without DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, no, um, Devontae Adams. Oh, you see what um, Matthew Stafford looks like with Cooper Cup. This Eagles team is going to be good. I didn't take, I didn't really take, a, put a lot of stock into what Jalen Hurst was going to look like with AJ Brown. And boy, I know it was week one, and I know it was against the Lions, but they looked incredible. Yeah, they only won by three points, but Darius Slay looked good. Miles Sanders looked good. Jalen Hurst looked good. This The team as a whole looked good, looked great. The offensive line was great. The Eagles are going to be a tough out in the NFC East and in the NFC in general. That's that it is a loaded team. That's one thing that was kind of uh that was kind of confirmed for me because I did want to see what they look like week one, especially with all the new pieces they got in, of course, with AJ Brown. And another thing that was kind of confirmed to me is this Lions team is going to be good. I'm not saying that they're gonna you know win the NFC. Well, I mean, when the eight, NFC North, I'm not saying that at all. But this Lions team is good. This is a a, a good roster. When we talk about the, the wide receiver position, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift, Sewell is playing. This is a good team. Aiden Hutchinson on the defense was good. This, this, this team is going to be in a lot of ball games. I don't know if they'll win them, but they're going to be in a lot of ball games because it's a good team and they play hard. I mean, Dan Campbell, I don't know how he'd be rattling them up. I mean, I, we did see it on um, the little HBO show, but this is going to be a good team. And the Eagles are going to be good too. Like the Eagles, whew. Um, the Colts and Texans ended in a tie 2020. You know, I'm starting to think (laughs) it wasn't just Carson Wentz. This is, I don't know, man. The Colts, it's like the Colts have one of the best rosters on in the league. Yet you tie with one of the worst teams if not the worst team in the league in the Texans Texans don't like mm. I was you know it was it was a bad (laughs) it was it was it was a bad bad day for the AFC East I'll tell you that I'm no AFC what? South. South. Mm, mm, mm. 
<clears throat> well, tie game, twenty twenty. Uh, Matthew, I mean, uh, Matt Ryan didn't look. What did Matt Ryan do? Matt Ryan didn't look good at all. Nobody really looked good, honestly. Matt Ryan went for. Damn, he went for 352 yards and a touchdown. He threw the ball 50 times. Hold up. Jonathan Taylor had 31 carries. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor had 31 carries for 161 yards. And they tied Minka Parsons or Michael Michael Pittman, I'm sorry. Michael Pittman. Had nine receptions for 121 yards. One touchdown and lost. Damn, Matt Ryan fumbled the ball four times. Mm. Yeah, man, I don't know. What did the, what did what did uh what did Miles do? Or Davis Mills, 240 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, man, I don't know. I know it's week one, but my faith in the Colts, that stock is taking a plunge since, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Patriots lost to the uh, Dolphins 20-7. to Shocker, the Patriots' offense looked god-awful. Like... They looked horrible. I think they ran like 11 plays. Or they had like 10 scripted plays and didn't get off that script the entire game. It was, yo. I hope people understand now the importance of roles. Like there's 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 reason why people are offensive coordinators. There's piece of people. There's a reason why people are defensive coordinators. There's a reason why people are head coaches. There's a reason why people are players. The Patriots were going into this saying, "Oh no, we'll do it by committee." Matt Patricia was a defensive coach. He'll be he'll be calling plays. I, Bill Belichick, will be calling plays. And the offense looked god awful, like. Looked so bad. And against a Dolphins team that didn't look good in and of itself. Shocker, Tua in the regular season is not the same Tua that we saw in training camp. He was underthrowing the hell out of Tyreek Hill. He was inaccurate a lot of times. There was one time where Tyreek Hill had to save the day because it was about to be an interception. It looked. Until the Patriots, the pa- the Patriots is going to be a long year for the Patriots if they continue to do this whole oh we're going to call offense by committee. The Dolphins, yeah, you have Jalen Waddle. He scored a touchdown. Tyree Kill was was good. The Patriots. Until they they name an offensive coordinator and it's a good offensive coordinator, you're it's it's gonna be like what we saw. That's just that. Mm. The Ravens beat the Jets twenty four to nine. If I was Lamar Jackson, I would not. I wouldn't even get on the team bus after that. I'd be like, hey, or team train or whatever they did. Hey, you saw it. Lamar Jackson. 
17 for 30, 213 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Now, the interception came in, like, garbage time. No. You see, the Ravens are still, like, I took this is, yo, this is the time to get your money, bro. This is the time, and the Ravens are playing, like, like, I don't know. I just don't understand why you just don't pay the guy. People saying it's it's he he'll have the most guaranteed money outside of outside of um Deshaun Watson. Look, if I'm better than Deshaun Watson in every statistical category, every statistical category I'm better than Deshaun Watson. Why am I taking less than him? It's not my fault that the Browns were were desperate. But why am I taking less than him? Or let's just say this. I'll take less because the Browns are stupid. But why would you, why would I have, why would I not have anything? Why would I have, why would I accept anything north of $200 million guaranteed? Now, we're hearing different numbers. We're hearing 133. We're hearing 180. We're hearing different numbers about guaranteed money. You know what we're not hearing? Lamar Jackson and the Ravens agreed to a contract extension. Yo, Lamar Jackson looked great on Sunday. And this is without Stanley, their 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 best offensive lineman. Mm. Um yeah, if I was Lamar, I just play. I just beat the Jets twenty four nine. Hey, you see what I do? Don't call. Don't contact me until we got a deal done, or don't contact me until you're either gonna give me fully guaranteed or at least something close to that. I'll holler at you. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. The Commanders beat the Jaguars, uh, twenty-eight to twenty-two. I will say that it's a different experience having to root for Carson Wentz as a fan of Washington. It's a different experience. <laughs> the the roller coaster ride. Like you see it from afar, it's like wow that. Mm. But when he's like actually the quarterback of your team. It's a different level of experience. You you have the highest of highs. Curtis Samuel looked great. He caught a touchdown. Jahan Dotson looked great. Caught a touchdown. Terry McLaurin looked great. Hell, Antonio Gibson, I don't think, fumbled the ball. But, boy. This man, Carson Wentz, 300 and 13 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. And those two interceptions could not have come at a worse time. Mm, mm, mm. I know Curtis Samuel fumbled the ball and lost it. Mm. I know uh, the reason why we won is because... Trevor Lawrence threw a touch or threw an interception at late in the game. But, you know, 
It's tough, bro. It's tough being a Washington fan, man. It's tough when your franchise is in the hands of Carson Wentz. Now, they can ultimately they they won. So, shouts out to Washington for being one and zero. But the defense struggled at the at the end of the game, like they tend to do. They usually start off strong and end very poorly. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 not. Now the Jags are better this this year. Their defense is better. They they spent a lot of money to improve this team, and they looked they looked better. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, man, you have to you you can't throw an interception at that at that moment late in the game, game winning drive. You throw an interception, it's yeah. But boy, the Commanders. Mm. You t- look, <laughs> being a, like having the roof for Carson Wentz would take some years off your life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, the Giants beat the ten- Titans. Exactly why, bro? Exactly why I'm not high on the Titans. They should have beat the. I mean, they should have beat the Giants. The Giant Daniel Jones looked the same old Daniel Jones. The reason why they won is because. Saquon Barkley looks healthy. He's is healthy. He looks good. He looks he looked great. Saquon Barkley looked great. Sterling Shepard looked good. And the Titans just didn't. They they didn't. Ryan Tannehill looked bad. Uh, Derrick Henry got hit with a hit stick. Hit stick of all hit sticks. That man went flying. But Derrick Henry did. <laughs> Have 21 rushes for 82 yards. That's three. That's pretty much four yards to carry. Not ideal. Uh, yeah. Th- that this game only confirmed to me that if if Daniel if Daniel Jones is your quarterback, boy, boy, it's gonna be a long season. Uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs beat the Cardinals 44 to 21. Let's first get this out of the way. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is good. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is great. And this... The, losing your number one receiver forces you to do one of two things. You either have to spread the ball around or you get another number one receiver. And what we saw... Patrick Mahomes do on Sunday was spread the ball around. Everyone was he didn't discriminate. Every now, yeah, you still have your your one person that you trust more than everybody, which is Travis Kelsey. But they Hey. <laughs> hey. He was it was letting it fly. And boy, oh boy. I can <coughs> excuse me. If I can be a fly on the wall. And be in the owner's box of the Arizona Cardinals watching uh, Kyle Murray look as bad as he looked after the whole, you know, after the extension, signing him, you know, signing him to all the money that they signed him to the word, the verbiage in the contract. I can imagine what he looked like. I I just want to be fly on the wall in that room with that owner watching 
Kyler Murray look as bad as he did. Now, mind you, this is the second straight time he looked god-awful. He looked awful in the playoffs against the Rams, and he looked awful against the Cardinals. Again, not having DeAndre Hopkins is huge for this offense. They don't they I don't think there was a there really wasn't a receiver that was be able to create separation. In fact, there it was bad. I mean, I know Kyler Murray I think had a rushing touchdown. I know James Connors had James Conner had a touchdown. Yeah, bro. <sighs> Oh, no, he didn't. So Marquise Brown, that's another thing. I want to know how they feel with Marquise Brown because Marquise Brown looked average as hell. Four receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. And Zach Hurts had two receptions, 14 yards, and a touchdown. Like A.J. Green, two receptions, 13 yards. You know Benjamin, three receptions, 33 yards. Greg Dortch. Seven receptions, 63 yards. I could imagine. Mm, mm, mm. One, two, three. Three people fumbled the ball. Yeah, man, this this Arizona team is not going to be that good. Like, they'll be okay because Kyler Murray, I think, is better than what we saw on Sunday. But it's going to be a long year for them. I'll be real with you. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the more anticipated games of Sunday was twenty was the Chargers and the Raiders. The Chargers beat the Raiders twenty four to nineteen. I want I needed to see. I mean, all we've been talking about with the Chargers on paper, on paper, on paper, on paper, on paper, and I wanted to see what they look like in an actual game. And boy, oh boy, even without Justin or J.C. Jackson, they looked great. Khalil Mack looked young and, and healthy and refreshed. The defense looked great. Justin Herbert was was slicing and dicing. Keenan Allen did go out, and I think that he's not going to play in week or in on Thursday night football. So that's going to be big. But Carter looked good. Carter from Washington. Why is it? Why is it that when everyone leaves Washington, they just get exponentially better? <laughs> but Andre Carter looked good. Austin Eckler may have had some big runs. The Chargers looked good. The Chargers looked good. And that's J.C. Jackson didn't even play. And the Raiders, the same problems that the same problems that plagued the Raiders last year is the same problems that we saw week one. Offensive line is horrible. Derek Carr has to force a lot of things because he doesn't have that much time. Now, yes. The connection between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams looked like it was it's been year like I understand they played in college, but they look like they've been throwing the ball to each other for years. That's just DeAndre Devontae Adams, I'm sorry. Devontae Adams was going crazy. But outside of that, Darren Waller was big too, but the defense the defense was giving up play after play, big play after big play. And if they were if they were getting a stop, it was negated by a flag. So the same issues that we saw last year from the Raiders is what we saw in week one. So which which it's not really an overreaction. It's just, a, oh, OK, well, the, the questions that we had are still there. And. I am going to go out on a limb 
after watching what I watched, the 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 Raiders, because of everything that we just talked about, might be the worst team in the, their division. That offensive, well, we'll talk about the Broncos in a second, but yeah, uh, I think the Chargers are one of the best teams in the league. Like I would put them top five right now. That's how good they looked. And that's even without some of the, uh, at least a main piece on the defense. And losing Keelan Allen majority of the game. So, who the Vikings beat the Packers 23-7. to Let me first give my props to the Vikings. Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in the league, at least by the end of this year. Now, I was one of the people that I would religiously put Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson. I just thought he was bigger. He 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 was stronger. That's you know, I was wrong. Justin Jefferson was going was going crazy against this Packers defense. This Packers defense, by the way, that a lot of people think possibly could be the best defense in the league. They were going crazy. Now there was an extra motive. There was extra motivation for the Vikings, of course, as divisional game. Uh, Zendarius Smith, you know the relationship they have there with with Green Bay. But Justin Jefferson, boy, oh boy! I think somebody said it on the broadcast. Was Justin Jefferson is who we thought Odell Beckham should was going to be? Now I don't think I think that's a sh- that is definitely a shot of Odell Beckham Jr. But Odell Beckham Jr. didn't turn into that due to injury. I like to think, and because of who your who your quarterback was. I mean, yeah, Eli was just at the at the end of his career. But Justin Jefferson, man, he there's not a lot I can say bad about him. There's really not anything I can say bad. He is arguably the by the by the end of this year, I think if he continues to on the trajectory that he was, of course, week one and how he's been doing, he could be in the conversation for the best wide receiver in the league. And that is over Devontae Adams, that's over Cooper Cup, that's over Tyreek Hill, that's over a lot of anybody. Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. I think Justin Jefferson could arguably be the best the best wide receiver in the league. And this Vikings team is good. I talked about this with uh, the couch coach when he came on the podcast. The Vikings could possibly win this division. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win this division. That's how good this team is. The defense looked a lot better. Uh, new coach, he looked good. Kirk Cousins looked good. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson looked so good, you forgot that Adam Thielen was a number two. And you forgot that, oh, shoot, Delvin Cook is still in the running back for this team. This team is going to be good. And for the Packers. Now, last year, they got destroyed the first game. Uh, they They played in Jacksonville. No, they played Jacksonville, but they played somewhere else because of hurricanes and stuff. Um, or they played in Jacksonville. 
They played the Saints in Jacksonville. They didn't play in New Orleans because of like hurricanes and and stuff. I do think that so it's going to take time. The 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 Aaron Rodgers is notorious for having short leashes when it comes to new wide receivers and you have a, a completely new wide receiver core outside of um uh what's that man name? <laughs> outside of uh damn, forgot that man's name. Oh, s- side note. <laughs> Last week, I was talking about uh, Seattle, and it. it was definitely Golden Tate. Shouts out to my mans. I, forget, I think his name Michael. That was that commented on the on the YouTube channel. Yes, is definitely Golden Tate. So I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, Aaron, getting, getting back, Aaron Rodgers, man. It wasn't just Aaron Rodgers. That's, it wasn't just the defense was getting torched. The, the, that was kind of more shocking to me than than the offense struggling. The defense. Yo, Justin Jefferson made Zaire Alexander look like a pedestrian. And this is arguably one of the best defenders in the league. And Justin Jefferson made that man look like, man, I think uh, let's, I think that, I mean, the Packers are going to be better. They are. Robert Tunyon, they did, they did, they were out there two Pro Bowl uh, linemen. I think Aaron Rodgers got sacked like seven times or something like that. Wasn't ideal. But let's not slip on the Vikings. So Sunday night football, you had the Broncos and Cowboys. Uh, The Broncos, not Broncos, Buccaneers, I'm sorry. Buccaneers and Cowboys. The Buccaneers won 19-3. Dak Prescott, I think, hurt his hand. I don't think he hurt his thumb. He'll be out now. They were originally saying like 10 weeks. Now I'm hearing say maybe four or five, maybe three. I don't know. That doesn't matter. (laughs) That doesn't matter to me because what I saw, what we saw on Sunday was exact, was one of the biggest reasons why I said that the Cowboys are going to struggle mightily this year. Even with Cooper, uh, Cooper Rush, even with Brett Dak Prescott, let's get this. Let's get this out out now. Ceedee Lamb is a number one receiver. Ceedee Lamb is good enough to be a number one receiver. Now I know that it's almost insane to say when the man recorded. Give me a second. He had. I think he had like 11 targets. I think he had like two catches, even though he had like 11 targets. C.D. Lamb is a a number one receiver. The problem is, and I think you're going to see this a lot with... You're going to see this a lot with Seattle. DK Metcalf is a number one receiver. The problem is when your number two, three, and four are horrible. Noah Brown, who is just another person, is your second until Michael Gallup comes back. Is your second top, is your second option at the receiver core. And honestly, 
how good really is Michael Gallup? Especially coming off an ACL. When you're num when you have a good number one, which CD Lamb is, but you do not have a good two, three, and four, the defense doesn't have to worry about them. They're just gonna focus on you, which they did. Now, yes, there were a couple balls that he should have caught. But CD Lamb was getting double and triple team the entire night. And still, still, the Cowboys couldn't do nothing with it. Ezekiel Elliott looked good till he didn't. Tony Pollard, I wondered why Tony Pollard didn't play as much as Zeke. I see now because he can't block to save his life. And it's not the fact that he can't block because he's like small. He doesn't even know like blocking assignments. All off season we were talking, we, we were talking about Jerry Jones and we were saying why he's not improving this team. Why it felt like the team was getting worse when we talk about the offensive line, which, by the way, I think an offensive lineman got hurt in the game as well. You weren't improving the offensive line. You weren't improving the, you weren't improving the receiver core. I mean, Julio Jones was out there. Clearly, Devontae Adams was out there. You did nothing. You lose Amari Cooper. Not lose. You pretty you trade away Amari Cooper for nothing. This Cowboys team is not good. The defense didn't look good. Now, yeah, you're going against the Bucks and 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 Tom Brady, but Tom, but they didn't look good either, really. The, the only the only unit that looked really good was the defense. And Julio Jones look. I'm not gonna say he's back to Julio Jones, but he looks ten times better than he looked. In Tennessee. So all I'm saying is, man, it's going to be a long season for the Cowboys, man. If they don't turn around and quickly, it's going to be a long season. Now, it's to me, that's not an overreaction because this is what people have been saying this whole offseason. Every time you saw a move that the Cowboys did or did not make, we were like, hey, why don't, why don't you go get Bobby Wagner? Why don't you go get Von Miller? Why don't you go get a Julio Jones? Why don't you go get Devontae Adams? Why don't you go? Why don't you try to go get Tyreek Hill? They didn't make any move. Why don't you try to go get Valdez Scantley? Why don't you try to go get Juju Smith Schuster? Help somebody better than Noah Brown. It's going to be a long season for the Cowboys, man. And I'm not just saying that as a Commanders fan. It's going to be a long season for the Commanders, too. But I hope Dak Prescott gets back. I think that it's going to be a longer season if Dak Prescott is not your quarterback. But and Dak Prescott didn't have the best game either, even when he was healthy. It, it just wasn't a good game for the Cowboys. But it's going to be a long season. And Monday Night Football, the, Bron- the Seattle Seahawks. Shocked, stunned the Broncos and beat them 17 to 16. Let's get a couple things out the way. No, I don't think that they should have booed Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback they've ever had, period, in their franchise. I also don't think – I was 
completely shocked by the ending of the. I was shocked about the game in in in, to, in total. I thought the Broncos were going to destroy the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I will say this: Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith played a lot better than I thought they would. A lot better. The defense played a lot better, at least in the first half. The offense played a lot better. I hope Jamal Adams gets healthy or gets right. It looks like he's going to be out for a good minute. Um, which, by the way, Jamal Adams, since he signed that contract, has just been injury, injury upon injury upon injury. Um, but I still hope that he, you know, he's 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 okay. Because they're talking about a serious knee injury, so he's going to miss some good amount of time. I just hope it's not the whole season. <sighs> So here's so so let's talk about it. You paid Russell Wilson two hundred, I think, thirty-five million dollars. You don't pay you pay someone that much money. One because they're good. Two because you expect them to rise up and be great in big situations, big moments. Moments that not a lot of people are able to be great at. Only a select few can. Like those moments where you see 10 sec or you see a minute on the clock and you and Aaron Rodgers has the ball and you think to yourself, damn, I gave him a lot of time. Or Tom Brady's rushing down the field and he has 30 seconds. You said, that's a lot of time. Or now Patrick Mahomes has 13 seconds and you think to yourself, that's a lot of time. Russell Wilson is in that caliber. Russell Wilson, I think, has like the fourth most game-winning drives in NFL history. So, Nathaniel Hackett. I understand Russell Wilson and the team didn't play the best the entire game. For some reason, they were throwing a lot of bootlegs. They were throwing a lot of, you know, a lot of passes in the flats. I just don't understand why you didn't. When you have Judy, when you have Cortland Sutton, who is huge, pause. I didn't know how how big this man is, pause. But I just don't understand why you just weren't letting it loose. Now, yeah, there was a couple underthrown balls. I, I just think that you know Jarrell Wilson didn't have his best game, but. You have a minute left, let's say that, and you completely mismanaged the clock at the end of the game. You let it go from a minute to 20 seconds and ran one play. A minute and 20, and you had three timeouts, by the way. But Nathaniel Hackett, I understand that you're, now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to see what happened in Green Bay against the against the Bucks in the playoffs. I'm starting to see. Nathaniel Hackett, you have Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, Jamal Will or Jamal Williams, Melvin Gordon. You're fourth and five. Damn near in the middle of the field. And you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback in what world do you think now yes I understand that you got to the one yard line twice and and, and you fumbled, Williams fumbled once and Melvin Gordon fumbled again 
Melvin Gordon death taxes and Melvin Gordon fumbling at the one yard line. It, it's it's bound to happen. But it happened twice. In no circumstance do you ever have a two hundred a healthy two hundred and thirty plus million dollar quarterback on your sideline. It's fourth and five, 20 seconds left. You're in the middle of the field pretty much. In no way, shape, or form should I see or should the world see a damn kicker trotting himself out fourth and five to kick a 64-yard field goal when you have a 230-plus million-dollar quarterback on the sideline, you have three timeouts. You have Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton. You have pieces, and you have you trust you put the you put the game in the kicker's hands. Then have the nerve to start calling timeouts with like ten seconds left. That's probably one of the worst um, worst endings to a game I've seen. Uh, Confusing endings I've seen to a game in a good minute. Whew. Again, I understand Russell Wilson didn't have the best game. But he wasn't god-awful. Like, Russell Wilson, let's read his stats for a second. Russell Wilson, 29 for 42, 340 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Javante, I'm sorry, not Jamal. Javante Williams. I just don't understand it, man. Like, think about that. Jerry Judy had seven targets, which is low. Four four receptions, 102 yards, touchdown. Cortland Sutton, four receptions, 72 yards. Javante Williams, 11 receptions, because you kept doing bootlegs. 65 yards. Melvin Gordon, two receptions for 14 yards. Andrew Beck, I think they're tight end. Well, it might not be the tight I don't know. But he threw he, two receptions, f- 52 yards. You have a Maserati, bro. You can't drive it like a Honda. Let Russ loose, bro. Let some of these wide receivers loose. And for the love of God, if you need to win a game and you have Russell Wilson on your sideline and you just signed Russell Wilson, in no way, shape, or form should you take that man off the field with 20 seconds left, fourth and five. That's the thing. You could. So here's the thing. You had three timeouts left. If he doesn't make it, that is what it is. Or if he doesn't, if he doesn't convert, it is what it is. But I'd rather trust that than a 64-yard kick, which would be second tied for the second longest kick in NFL history, or the longest kick in NFL history, I think. And if he if he did get it, it's a closer kick. I don't know, man. 
I know I know I ain't never played no football like professionally. I know I played one year and two like Pop Warner, but I don't know, man. Let's move forward. College football on Saturday, man. First of all, shouts out Bryce Young. Every year a quarterback in college or a player usually has what we consider a Heisman moment. A moment that won them the Heisman. Now, it's a long college season. I think there's like 12, 15 or 12, 13 games. But Bryce Young may have possibly had his Heisman or his Heisman moment this year. Texas going back and forth for Alabama. Texas, who's unranked, was at home. Alabama, who's ranked number one. Texas going back and forth. Texas takes the lead with like a, a minute and a half left. And Bryce Young, yo, the defender was barreling down on this man. And somehow he duck and dodged and ran for the first down. Getting Alabama in field goal position. Alabama hit the field goal. They won. Alabama won 20-19. Bryce Young showed us why he is a Heisman Trophy winner and possibly a two-time. This was his Heisman moment. I'm not saying he's going to win it. I'm just saying this solidified a lot. So... But outside of that, man, oh, so, yeah, that, that was a good game. That was a great game. Unfortunately, uh, Quinn er- Ewers, Ears? I know, Ewers, that's it. Quinn Ewers, who was a quarterback for Texas, was out, like, the first quarter with a shoulder injury. Looked out. He, apparently, he's going to be out four to six weeks. I do think if, if he would, because he was going, he was late. Like wheeling and dealing. I think if he would have played, but if he would have continued to play the entire game, I think Texas would have won. That's just that's just me. I mean, you have a backup quarterback at this point, almost about to beat Alabama. Imagine if Quinn was still playing. I do hope that he gets healthy soon. Um, I'm not. This is. There's no more victories, and and I don't I don't really believe in more victories. But I do think that it was Texas. Show, this is one of those games that's incredibly hyped, and then Texas just goes out and gets destroyed. The fact that they were going toe to toe with Alabama, I think it was a good. I mean, I'm not gonna say good loss, but it definitely you feel good after that loss. That hey, we're right there. We're right there. Even if we're unranked, we're right there. So, outside of that, man, Georgia handled business against Sanford. I mean, Ohio State beat Arkansas State. Hawaii should have never left. The state of Hawaii, because they just got destroyed, fifty-six to ten. Clemson, Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State in like a whole bunch of overtimes. No, it wasn't. But they still like Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher, bro, fraudulent, fraudulent. Texas A&M losing to Appalachian State. Now we're here. Marshall beat. Number eight, Notre Dame. 26 to 21. <sighs> um, Marcus Freeman, head coach of Notre Dame. Look, 
Notre Dame's not really used to, uh, or not really. They usually don't fire coaches like midseason. And I'm not saying that you deserve, he still deserves to be fired. But what I will say is Notre Dame losing to Marshall, unranked Marshall at that, and losing to Ohio State. And that Marcus Marcus Freeman is on a three-game losing streak because he, he was the coach for Notre Dame in the bowl game that they lost in these two games. They're 0-2 currently. 0-1 at home. Let me see Notre Dame's schedule. Let me tell you something. Notre Dame has the hottest seat of all time. Or Marcus Marcus Freeman has the hottest seat of all time right now. And what's even worse is it don't get no easier. You got Cal, you should win. North Carolina, and I will say should because I thought that these were going to be wins. I thought that the only question that I really had was Clemson and USC. But... After losing to Marshall, Cal could be a loss. North Carolina at North Carolina could be a loss. BYU, BYU just beat Baylor. So Stanford, you can't beat Stanford. I don't know. UNFV, that's a basketball school. Syracuse, that's a basketball school. Clemson, Navy, they're out, they're out here fighting for the country. Boston College, they ain't been good since. What was that, Matt Ryan? And then USC, you're going to lose that game. I don't. Boys, that means. Let's just say they lose to North Carolina. They lose to BYU. They lose to Clemson. They lose to USC. They would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They'd be 8 and 4. A team that was that came in at fourth, no fifth. They were ranked fifth, and they're gonna go eight and four. Mm. That's a tough one. To, that's a tough pill to swallow. There. Look, man. I don't wish firing upon anybody. I don't. I hope, that, especially another black guy, but. Notre Dame, that's a Notre Dame. <laughs> you, you getting you losing to Marshall and you're at Notre Dame. Yeah, man. I'm pray for you, bro, bro. I'm pray for you, big my brother. I'm pray for you. Move forward. Speaking of firing, Scott Fo- Scott Frost was fired from Nebraska on his day off. <laughs> On his day off, not funny, not funny. He was fired from Nebraska after five plus seasons. His record was sixteen and thirty-one. Um, I'm actually very surprised at the firing. I'm very surprised at the firing because Cuz should have been fired a long time ago. I don't know if it's. I don't know what did it this time. Cause I mean, whether it was. Questionable call, call uh, play calls. <sighs> Whether it was horrible clock management, poor recruiting class, 
losses against people that you shouldn't lose to. Scott Frost should have been gone from Nebraska. But somehow he was able to survive five plus seasons. I don't really have much to, I mean, talk about. We can move forward, but it is what it is. Should have been gone. So, Scott Frost. Let's move forward. Uh, Robert uh, Sarver, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the offseason or a couple months ago, there was a report coming out that Robert uh, Robert Sarver, who was the owner of majority owner of the Orlando uh, Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury was coming out that there was a lot of workplace misconduct when it came to women, when it came to people of race or people of color, the work environment and that that Robert Sarva was over wasn't the best. And a lot of people were thinking that he was going to be forced to sell his team forced out but no he got suspended one year and fined 10 million dollars for the life of me it's again I was wondering what's the difference between Robert Sarva Robert Sarva and uh, Donald Sterling and then I remembered the video or the, the audio now, yes, there was a whole article, like whole articles based off Robert Sarver, but there wasn't audio. Donald Sterling, there was audio. Robert Sarver, Sarver is a millionaire. Million upon millionaire, like millions upon millions. You own two teams, two of which, by the way, are very successful teams. At least of recently. The Phoenix Mercury, you have Deanna Tarasi, you have Skylar Diggins. Hopefully get Brianna Stewart, I mean Brianna, uh, Brittany Griner home soon. Orlando, uh, I mean Phoenix Suns, they just went to the finals two years ago. You have Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, just signed him to his extent, match extension. Chris Paul. I'm saying all this to say this $10 million fine in one year ain't nothing. And this actually really shows you it ain't just the NFL that has uh, problems with relating to women. People don't care. Look, these leagues don't care about women, bro. If that's the case, most of the workplace misconduct was against women and people of color. And you're only suspending this man a a year and fine 10 million. It's not just the NFL, people. Now, I'm not saying, you know, don't hold the NFL accountable, but it's, it's sports in general. Because, again, you're hearing people say, what's the difference between him and and, and Donald Sterling? Because, honestly, this is ja worse than Donald Sterling. It's just, you know, that videotape or that audio tape was crazy from Donald Sterling. 
But some of the things that Robert's, uh, Robert Sarver was accused of, whew, was uh, I'm not going to say, I will say, this is worse than Donald Sterling. And Donald Sterling was bad. And for that to just get a one year and $10 million fine from a millionaire, by the way, like a multi-millionaire, like in the double or triple digit millionaire. Yeah. Moving forward. The NBA uh, is uh, has is in talks about having an in-season tournament. I think it's the dumbest thing of all time. Now, I do think that, you know, I know the WNBA does it, but that doesn't take the – I don't like when the – I know they call it the Commissioner Cup. I, I don't like it when the WNBA does it. Look, just play the regular season, have a regular season, have a, have a playoffs. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I like the play-in tournament. I like that. It, it, it brings a sense of urgency to teams, especially, you know, it kind of combats for, – for some teams, it kind of combats – uh, tanking kind of combats uh, sitting out games for stars. I get that. I like the playing tournament, but to have a regular season, a tournament, an in season tournament, then a playing tournament, then a re- it's a lot. I don't like when I don't like for the women for the WMA to do it either. It's just play this, play the season, play the to play in tournament, keep it moving. For instance, another reason. Why the hell does the W? This is just grievance day, I guess. Why the hell does the WNBA in the playoffs don't have a seven game series? What the hell is this best out of three than best out of five? Now, I knew that this was a thing, but I still don't understand. Yo, the NBA, bro, please do not do this in end season tournament. It's, it's, no. WNBA, I get the Commissioner's Cup, woo, but no. It's, it's just, to me, it's gimmicky. It's gimmicky to me. Unless you make more money, unless they unless they make more money by winning this tournament or whatever, then okay. If, if there's money involved saying, hey, if the Golden State Warriors win the in-season in tournament, they, they all make, I don't know, a hundred more or a million dollars more. Okay. But if not, is this for playoff seating? If that's for playoff seating, then what's the point of the play-in tournament? Yeah, man. I don't like it. And lastly, before we go, I just want to say shouts out to Nate Diaz for winning his final UFC match by submission over Tony Ferguson. I think Tony Ferguson is lost like six straight, by the way. But um, Nate Diaz, one of the most... Uh, how do I say this? One of the most um, opinion, verbally opinionated people when it comes to the UFC. This was out of his, you know, he was final fighting his contract. He said he's going to move forward and, and do some figures, you know, do something else. Um, but yeah, shouts out to Nate Diaz for going out on his own terms and winning his last game. So shouts out to you, man. And there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, the link is in the description below. Have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Go get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening. Please subscribe to if you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. Hey, my Apple Podcast that's up and running. I don't know why it wasn't for like a week and a half, but 
all the episodes are still, you know, back on Apple Podcasts. So shout out to them. Um, and until next time, much love. Girl, I told you what it was, I let you know I kept it all way real cause I've been here before I gave you every chance for you to let it go I'm too busy living life in fucking hoes, yeah But I know I treat you so good And I know I eat you so good And I know it's hard to find a nigga like me Cause I keep it so hood And I ain't into breaking hearts I swear I would take it all back if I could Let's get this understood Right now I'm misunderstood Trying to figure out what you tweaking for Everything was all good just a week ago Now you trying to act like I'm creeping though Told you I had hoes, but you must ain't believe me though Questions like why I don't answer my phone Shorty, you tripping, I'm busy, you always wanna fuck on my zone Texting me paragraphs and textbooks, girl, just leave me alone You ain't my mom or my PO Ain't gotta answer you, I'm grown Shit been getting real now I'm just trying to tell you how I feel now I'ma be the same shorty, I probably won't change for a while But I just wanna wish you still down Girl, I told you what it was, I let you know I kept it all way real cause I've been here before I gave you every chance for you to let it go I'm too busy living life in fucking hoes, yeah But I know I treat you so good And I know I eat you so good And I know it's hard to find a nigga like me Cause I keep it so hood And I ain't into breaking hearts I swear I would take it all back if I could Let's get this understood Right now I'm misunderstood I've been touching all the same way That I touch you Fucking all the same way That I fuck you Treating all the same way But I trust you I don't love you, but I love you Do you get it, do you get it? This here is something different What we share is something different I don't care, girl, I'm different I ain't like these other niggas I don't care if you was stripping Throw it back, girl, I'm tipping I can't lie, girl, I miss it But shit been getting real now I'm just trying to tell you how I feel now I'ma be the same, shorty, I probably won't change for a while But I just wanna wish you still down Cause I told you what it was, I let you know I kept it all way real cause I've been here before I gave you every chance for you to let it go I'm too busy living life in fucking hoes, yeah But I know I treat you so good And I know I eat you so good And I know it's hard to find a nigga like me Cause I keep it so hood And I ain't into breaking hearts I swear I would take it all back if I could Let's get this understood Right now I'm misunderstood A whole day without crawling A whole day without crawling Alright, that's just like I'm in the studio all day And this shit ain't got no service Girl, I told you what it was, I let you know I kept it all way real cause I've been here before I gave you every chance for you to let it go I'm too busy living life in
and fucking hoes, yeah. But I know I treat you so good, and I know I eat you so good. And I know it's hard to find a nigga like me, cause I keep it so hood. And I ain't into breaking hearts, I swear I would take it all back if I could. Let's get this understood. Right now I'm misunderstood. 